This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome to the Stink Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans. We've got uh, Scott the Hub producing the show. I want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Superbook, America's Best Bet. Jay Cornegay is going to join us to go over our picks. Mike and I suck. Um, (laughs) Wow. I suck more. You do suck more, but we both suck. Uh, So Jay Cornegay is going to join us later in the show. Also, the presenting sponsor of Sweet Sweat for all your exercise, your needs. I'm almost back under 250, Mike. I was right there just hovering at 250 today. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm trying to get under 245 before Christmas. Ooh. Between two, but somewhere between two forty and two forty-five. Five pounds next couple of weeks. Easy, easy. You're on the road. Easy, easy. What are the restaurants like in Detroit? Shut down. That's a good point. <laughs> that might help you. That uh, might help you. That and these fiber pills. Uh, oh, oh, those things are awesome. Really? Like you need more help. Yeah. That's no, just, no. Man, I... That's like rocket fuel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat with uh, all the exercise stuff that you need, also all the supplementation that you need. Check them out, sweetsweat.com. Michael, how are you, buddy? I'm great, and I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, this this weekend. Uh, we, we have a full slate of games, no buys, so it's all 16 Games, 32 teams in, in action. And I, I'm curious, I, you know, you got Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and, and you went through one of these scenarios that Pittsburgh's going to be dealing with. The uh-huh. idea of going deep into the season undefeated, then losing a game. And and how do you react? Because I think your Bronco team, the second of your two Super Bowl teams, you started out 11, 12 and 0? 13 and 0. 13 and 0. But then you lost two games down the stretch. Two games back to back games. Back to back. So when you first lo- when you lose that first game, is there almost sort of a <sighs> well exhale? So I was involved with the the Washington. We weren't the Washington football team at that time, but the Washington football team, um, and we went eleven and zero and lost our first game. So just like the Steelers, and we came back the next week and won, and we didn't lose to the last game of the season when we kind of sat everybody right. So. I think the thing about losing after you've gone on a run like that is that it's finally an opportunity to sit down and really evaluate all the shit that you didn't do right but didn't cost you a game. So, But do you apply it? Because we talked about this the other day mm-hmm. in our podcast, and you, you brought that up, the idea that, okay, now it's a good loss. But, but as a, I get the idea that those lessons now can be reinforced and, you, and everyone's paying attention, but does it does it take hold right away? Or is there a natural sort of we're, we're flat for a little bit well, after riding that high of all right, those straight right. wins? I think, I think that ultimately you look at yourself more critically. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that happens. See, here's the difference between those teams. The team that started 13-0, and 0, we, were, we were the number one seed regardless. Like, it, it wasn't going to go away, right? 
So we dropped two games. It still didn't matter. We're still going to be the number one seed. Um, and you have to understand the circumstance that was going on. We lost to the Giants. It was a great run. We went 13-0. Then we go down to Miami. And we're playing the Dolphins, and they were a team that we were probably going to have to face off potentially in the playoffs. So Mike Shanahan screwed us. <laughs> your, your own coach screwed you? Oh, totally screwed us. How'd he do that? Dude, it was – we. he just left us hanging. We showed, we showed the Dolphins absolutely nothing. It was first-day installation. We literally ran one pass protection the whole game. We ran three jet the whole game. Tony Jones and I on the left side in one-on-one the entirety of the game. I mean, it was a it was it was horrible. We we basically ran 18 19 handoffs. That's it. No ad no nothing. We did nothing. It was it to call it vanilla was an insult to vanilla. It would be the equivalent. It would be the equivalent, like, like skim milk has more fat than that, <laughs> than that game plan. We showed them nothing, and we got our ass kicked. And they thought they were something special. They were hooting and hollering. You know, the seventy-two dolphin guys were drinking champagne, even though they didn't beat us. Like, woo! Now we're going to the. Play- what happened to the playoff game? Do you remember the playoff game? Yeah, you kicked their ass, thirty-eight to three. Yeah. Put our we put our offense back together and we just pounded them. All right. Well, then if you're but Mike, here's here's the different. Do, do you do this? No, if- no, because there's seven teams in the playoffs this year. There's a you've got one chance. You've got one team gets a bye. Yeah. And right now you're tied with Kansas City, right? At eleven and one. Yeah. At eleven and one. So at this point, you got to look at that seriously and go, okay, here are the things. Here's Pittsburgh. Here are the things that have cost us games. A lack of attention to detail here, here, and here. You know, when 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 um when they won the game in Baltimore, and, and they've been put because of COVID and everything else, they've been put in a tough situation, right? Had to play on a Wednesday afternoon, then come back and play on a Monday. All right. It, I mean, it wasn't it was it fair or no, life ain't fair. But I love Mike Tomlin's. Like Mike Tomlin's message to his team. Somebody asked him, like, well, what did you think, you know, what did you think about your 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 mistakes in the red zone, blah, blah, blah? What did you attribute it to? And he said, I attributed it to sucking. We suck. Like, and Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. I think they're in a position where they understand what's on the line here. Home field advantage, more importantly than home field advantage, because home field advantage doesn't really matter because there's no fans right. in the stands. What, what matters is that week off. And so trying to get so that. players players recognize that then they they recognize the incentive of playing for that oh heck yeah one of those buys oh my god yes. we, we as fans in the media we talk a lot about it but the players they they're you, like you we are, want this you are beat you are I mean both physically and mentally you're worn out and think about them as you know not only you're dealing with the physical you know you still have all the same physical issues that you have in a regular season. But the mental issues are they're exponentially they're exponentially bigger because of um, COVID and and testing every day and all the things you have to deal with and the mask wearing and everything else, Mike. So yeah, I mean it's a huge it's a huge mental task. Yeah, absolutely. I I would be shocked if the Steelers. I'd be shocked if they didn't show up and play well this weekend. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple teams that I think 
have games where it's like time to show that we're ready to put on our big boy pants mm. and, and go toe-to-toe with okay. the guest. Cleveland playing Baltimore. Yes. Buffalo playing Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, what are you? Like, what is your team? And I think it's it's interesting because I think for Buffalo, I think that's I think that's more on Buffalo than it is in Pittsburgh, right? I think it's yeah. Buffalo. Like, hey, you guys are nine and three. We know that your quarterback played really well at the beginning of the season. Then he had a little lull there, and then he played. He's played well since last couple of games. What? But we're not like it's Buffalo, right? No offense to Buffalo because the fan, the fans in Buffalo, everything is great. You know how you say no offense, but then you offend somebody, yes, right? Yes, It's just a natural progression. When you say all due respect, you're getting ready to show no respect. Right. All due respect to Buffalo. Right. But this is not a Buffalo thing. This is a National Football League thing. The general population, Mike, has not really... Unless you live in Buffalo, you really don't know what Buffalo is, right? I mean, Buffalo is a storied franchise, but they're not one of those, hey, let's put Buffalo on national TV because they'll really drive a rating. you got to understand how the ratings game works. Pittsburgh drives national ratings. Buffalo doesn't. So this is going to be an opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to kind of establish themselves on a national scene, and they just did it a week ago, right, or last week with their – wasn't it a Monday night game between the Bills and the and the Niners? Was that a Monday night game? It was. First They're time all... they won uh, on Monday night in this century. Doug Flutie was their quarterback the last time they won on Monday night football back in the 90s. Well, there you go. So now we've seen – now we've seen them on Monday night. Now you get another opportunity to see them again, and they and they dealt on Monday night. I mean, they, they – that's well. a, that's a really good San Francisco 49er defense, even though they've had a ton of injuries. Robert Saul is going to be a head coach, their defense coordinator. So they showed out. And now you're going to get another opportunity on a national stage to see them against Pittsburgh. Like that's the kind of time that's the that's the kind of game that, you know, that everybody in America or the majority of America gets to see. That's the type of game where, you know, you throw, I don't know who's calling it, but you throw Tony Romo on there for CBS, right? Tony Romo and Jim Nance. So that's another big game. That's a huge game. So um, there's that's that Sunday one. Sunday night. That's Sunday night. Oh, is that Sunday night? Yeah. Oh, that's hey, that's Al Michaels and uh, and Chris Collins were sliding in. And then Monday that's night. Big. And then Monday night you got Ravens Browns. Boy, there there it goes without saying. It's an obvious uh, statement how much we've missed fans uh-huh. this season. But boy, can you imagine for these games what it would be like in Buffalo and Cleveland? Oh my! For go- these games, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, how about the one year? Poor Cleveland. They've been the factory of sadness forever. For so long. This is the first year in a. I don't. It's like I think a hundred years. Hundred. Yep. A hundred years that they've actually had a winning season. Yep. And the fans can't be in the stands to see it. Right. Boy, twenty twenty just is a, just, just, just a just kick keeps, to the yarbles. Just keep sucking. Right. I'm telling you, but this this unlike th- this is the same that we just talked about with Bolt, uh, Buffalo. Excuse me. This is for Cleveland. Yep. Like, show us that you're real. Although Buff- Baltimore needs this, I understand that. But Baltimore, come on, their their quarterback was the MVP last year. People, they've got John Harbaugh versus Kevin Stefanski. Like, eh, let's face it. I mean, this is a Cleveland. Like, if Cleveland were to 
lay an egg here, everybody go, yeah, that's right. Cleveland. Right. No, you know, we we expected it. You know, it's almost Eeyore. Don't pay any attention to us. Nobody ever does. You know, that that type of thing. But if they come out and show out, like like Buffalo, all of a sudden everybody's going to go, well, Cleveland is Cleveland's real. They're real. Yeah. So big, big time game. And then, hey, mate, I got a game this weekend that I'm calling of, like, this is intriguing because obviously Green Bay, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Your me, buddy. My dear, dear friend. So I got to share this with folks. So we do our show in Denver, radio show. And uh-huh. early in the week, you mentioned, yeah, I'm going to be doing Green Bay and Detroit. I'm like, oh, cool. You get a chance to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talk with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, you've had a chance to visit with Tom Brady this year and, you know, all these great quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. now you get a chance to talk to, to Aaron Rodgers. And you're like, pause. And then you say, oh, Aaron and I have been tight for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we're we're boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be tight. God, you are a name dropper. I got to give you credit, though. I mean, nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody uh-huh. drops a name quite like Mark Schlereth does. Oh, yeah. It's just in casual. It's yeah, just, just casual. Ca- it's so casual. So I'm texting with Aaron Rodgers the other day. Right. And, you know, right. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it just, it happened years ago and, and we've just kind of stayed in contact. How often do you stay in contact? Not, not often. I mean, you know, once, twice a year. Yeah? Yeah, just kind of. Who would you say he's closer with, you or Jake from State Farm? Oh, me. There's no, you know, Jake from State Farm doesn't. Jake from State Farm, by the way, is yoked. Jake from State Farm he is, is yoked. Dude, I could fold Jake up and put him in my pocket. <laughs> Jake, don't even start Dude's with yoked. Me. He's not yoked. He's yoked. He is not yoked. Uh, he's finny. Finny? Yeah, both fat and skinny. Oh, really? Yeah, he's all all in one. But anyhow, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but here's one of the things I'm I'm intrigued. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Because Matthew Stafford is that dude's all balls. That dude is tough. And he, I mean, you you want to talk about playing. And uh like Reading all the art, watching the film, first off, he was he is the best scrambler in football that never actually leaves the pocket. It's it's unbelievable how he manipulates the pocket. But I think one of the things that was super intriguing um to me is is you read all the articles, you see it in the way they play. It is like it is like the Wizard of Oz when the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, gets the water dumped on her. Was it the West? And, or the eat whatever she was. Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, and yeah. they they and Dorothy throws the water on her, and all the soldiers are around, ready to to take her captive, and she melts. I'm melting. I'm melting. That was like that's like Patricia. Like as soon as they cut him, there's like ow, and like Daryl Bevel Ding all of a sudden becomes which is dead. Right, which is dead. Like everybody got excited, and Daryl Bevel goes, "Screw it, we're playing music during you know," and, and I mean, it just was amazing. And they went out and played that way, and people are talking. We had Adam Schefter on our show weekly. People are talking about Matthew Stafford being available. Yeah. At 32 years old, to be 33 next season. If Matthew Stafford is available, back up the truck. I want him. You would be foolish in a quarterback-driven league where you have to have a quarterback. You would be an absolute fool 
to let Matthew Stafford go and draft a rookie like, oh, this is going to be the direction we go in. You'd be a moron to do that. So, so back really up, looking forward. Back up the truck, huh? Like you, you start. What do you need? Giving up first round picks, things Hell like that. Yes. Really? Wow. Okay. Matthew Stafford is that good. Hey, one last game, uh, uh, real quick. Do Do you have any idea what to expect from Tampa Bay coming off their bye? No. No. Yeah. I don't like. They just don't. They don't seem to sync up on the offensive side of the ball. They're just not. They're not together. And I don't think there's enough easy answers for Brady. He's been he's been making a living underneath for for years, running little options to Edelman and running back to James White, you know, and little swing stuff. And there just doesn't seem to be enough easy options. It's like Bruce Arians wants to push it down the field, and Tom Brady wants to check it down. And and there just doesn't seem to be they're not jibing together. Well, very at well. some point, one of them's going to have to win out. At some point, you're you, correct. If you want to do anything this season, and wouldn't it be? It would have to be Brady, right? I should hope so. He's the one that's gonna. He's the one that's actually throwing the football. <laughs> exactly. Bruce Arians know, is not out if, there. I don't know if you realize this. Ba's not out there. Right. I once gave my offensive line coach my helmet and said, "If you think you can fucking block him, be my guest." <laughs> Go to it. Oh, all right. right, On that note. Yeah. On that note, you know, it's time to get to our moneymaker picks. Let's do it. Hey, as promised, joining us right now, Jay Cornegay from uh, Superbook, America's best bet to go over our picks. And uh, Jay, uh, I thought you said I was going to go two and one. I went one and two. So it shows you what you know for crying out loud. Mike, make it a comeback right now. He went two and one. And yeah, Yeah. two and one. How about that? How about that? Yeah. So here's the totals right now. I am at 21 and 20, uh, and Mike is 16, 22, and (laughs) 3. But he's only two behind in the all-important loss column, which we established uh, earlier in the season. So that's good. Yes. So you always got to look at that loss column, and Mike, there's still hope for you. Well, Jay, all those weeks that you endorsed my picks, say, I think you're going to go 2 and 1, and I'd go 1 and 2. Finally, we, we both synced up, so that's good. All right. Well, here you we. Know, there is a reason, guys, why I'm on this side of the counter and not that side. <laughs> of the counter, yeah, okay? you, know, you know, it's becoming very apparent. Um, all right, so here we go. I'm going to start off this week. I've got the first three picks, and so I'll start right at the top. Uh, the Rams playing the Patriots. The Patriots getting five and a half. I'm going for a different direction because my picks the last couple of weeks have gone opposite. So I'm taking the Patriots in the five and a half. I think uh, the Patriots are figuring out exactly what they're doing, running the ball, um, just really being a physical football team. They're not going to put Cam Newton in harm's way. I like the Patriots getting the five and a half against the Rams. And then I'm going to move down to the Vikings getting six and a half against the Buccaneers. Something's a miss with the Buccaneers offense. It's just not really clicking. They're not really together right now with Brady and his receiving core and everything else. The Vikings playing really close games, giving up big leads, reeling teams back in. I'll take the Vikings. I'll get the six and a half there, and then I can't go any other direction. Then the Chiefs playing a tight game against uh, the Broncos, not really having that offensive firepower that they've had um, in in recent, well, all season long. The Broncos have been a little bit of a – a little bit of a, a bear trap for them, if you will, even though they beat the Broncos offensively. They haven't been doing a lot. So I think they get their offense back on track against the Dolphins. I like the Chiefs giving up seven, so I'm going that direction. What say you, Jay? Well, you got to look. First of all, the, handicapping the NFL this year has been very, very difficult. 
And some of our best players that we've known for years and years are really struggling this year. So you're, you're not the only one that are having a hard time with the NFL. It's been very, very difficult. So uh, I'm just trying to make you feel guys, you guys feel better. Okay. It's, Thank it's you. just very, very difficult. Uh, well, look at the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots obviously embarrassed, uh, you know, the Chargers last week. Belichick put the, you know, the, the clamps down on Herbert and, and maybe figured out something. I believe the Patriots stayed uh, in California this week. And uh, we certainly have seen a lot of money on the Patriots. As we opened at, at six, the Patriots are now plus five and a half. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, it's very typical when somebody wins in the NFL 45 zip that they're going to get some support. Uh, you know, the following week. But the Rams had a pretty solid win as well. They looked very impressive against uh, Arizona. We know the Rams have a good D. They're very well coached. Uh, I'm just pleased to have a Thursday night game. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, something to look forward to. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, the points in the NFL this, you know, lately have been very important. Uh, Vikings plus six and a half at the Bucks. Uh, I can't figure out this Vikings team. You know, when, when they got cooked back, you know, off of the – you know, the injury card, it was like a different team. They were able to run the ball. They were very balanced with Cousins and Cook. But then they almost, well, they lose to Dallas at home, and then they almost lost to Jacksonville at home uh, in overtime. I'm not sure what to think of this team. And I, I feel the same thing about the Bucks. The Bucks seem to play very well during the day games, but Brady has been terrible in prime time. This is a day game. Uh, but I'm not going to give those points. I, I, I like the Vikings there. The Chiefs minus seven and a half at the Dolphins. This is probably going to be the book's biggest liability of the week. I mean, that, that with the Packers against the, the Lions, those two games are very public games. And the books are going to need the, the underdogs in both of these games. But I, I would say that, uh, well, first of all, you got to look at Washington, Kansas City, a big big favor last week by beating Pittsburgh. And since there's only one bye in each conference, you know, this is a very important game, but the Chiefs do have the Saints up next week. It's somewhat of a look-ahead game. Uh, I'm going to have to take the Dolphins plus seven there. Mm, okay. Uh, for me, I did like the Packers last week, and, and you were talking about how you were kind of – the book was going to be uh, rooting for Philadelphia, but Green Bay did cover, so that probably wasn't great. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support you guys because I know you guys in Vegas – Need all the help you can get. I say that sarcastically. <laughs> so I'm going to take uh, the. I'm going to actually take the Lions riding the new coach bump uh, and getting the seven and a half at home. Matthew Stafford playing very well last week, so I'm going to take the Lions plus the seven and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle laying a lot, but it is the Jets and the Jets. Uh, had been showing a little bit of fight the last few weeks, but that was just so demoralizing even by jet standards, what happened against the uh, Raiders at the end. So I'm going to take Seahawks, who uh, really need to get back on their game. Uh, they take out their punishment on the uh, Jets minus the 13.5. And, and I'm going to take the Bills minus the 2.5 over the Steelers. Uh, I, I just think Buffalo is a really good, solid team. Uh, so is Pittsburgh, but I wonder after going – 11 and 0 and being undefeated for so long. Now that they've lost the game, maybe they kind of just exhale for a little bit, and we see the Steelers play a little bit of flat football for the uh, for the short time. So I'm going to go with the uh, Bills minus the two and a half. Well, the the first game, the Lions and Packers. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you another big game for the books, as you can imagine. Everybody's going to be on the Packers, even though the Lions, uh, you know, had a nice comeback win against Chicago last week. You know, and make, you know, they make their new coach 1-0. I mean, Daryl Bevel is 
probably always going to be known for that one-yard pass call in the Super Bowl. But uh, we've seen that in, with other teams. You know, their very first game with a new coach, they, I, I think now they're 3-0. and uh, So I, I'll have to agree with you. I, I just think that there's a lot of points. It's a divisional rival, you know, and giving up more than a touchdown at home. Uh, I'll, I'll take the, the Lions at plus 7.5 as well. Uh, the Seahawks minus 13.5, normally this would be a huge public game, but after that, I mean, just awful loss to the Giants last week and then performance like that, the general public usually backs off. So this normally would be a big game for us, but with, with that loss last week, you're not going to see as much action on the Seahawks as, as we'll see with the Packers you know, and the Chiefs. So laying 13 and a half, I, I totally agree with you. The Jets are just demoralized with that last second, uh, you know, give up that they gave to the uh, Raiders last week. Um, Seahawks, important game. I think they kind of just put in cruise control and win by more than two touchdowns. I agree with you with about the Bills. The Bills certainly underrated. I mean, they're one Hail Mary away from being 10 and two, the Bills. And they've been very fortunate. They've been pretty healthy. I think they're coached very well. Uh, I think Diggs has made them a different team. Uh, you know, they might get John Brown back, uh, and maybe not this week, but uh, soon. So I, I like the Bills here. Um, it, it's kind of a flip-flop game for the books because in the look-ahead line, we had Pittsburgh minus one and a half, but after the Steelers lost and the Bills' impressive win, now we're looking at the Bills minus two and a half, and I'll go with you again. And I'm not sure if that's good, Mark, but I'll go with the Bills minus two and a half here. All right. Well, there. So, so, did you agree with any of my picks or not? Or you did with Minnesota, right? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, yes, I actually agreed. I I agreed with all. Uh, let's see. We're going back to uh, all my picks. Yeah, Patriots. All, well, I pa- went. I, you know what? I was I was in favor with uh, Lions, Seahawks, and Bills. So I'm three and zero with you there. <laughs> and then. Mike, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I went two and one with you here because I went with you at the Patriots, went with you at the Vikings, and but I went with the Dolphins mm. with those points. Okay, well, I, I, I was, I, it'd be better if you went zero and three with my picks because then I would have a chance of going three and zero. Anyhow, hey Jay, man, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate you. Have a uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Safe travels, guys, and uh, have a good weekend. All right. That's Jay Cornegay of Superbook, America's Best Bet. Also, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat for all your uh, for all your workout and exercise needs. SweetSweat.com. Mike, we'll talk to you uh, early next week. Yeah, buddy. got a, a full slate of games. Full slate, of no games. buys this week. So, nope. full slate of games. Looks like all the games are going to be played, and uh, let's go. All right, let's do it. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening to the Stinking Truth podcast. For Mike, myself, for Scott. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you next week.